We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, man. When you're in a bad mood and only want to hear Led Zeppelin, that's when you know you got a problem. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. I got to get back to John in my book on Zeppelin. I'm, I'm deep in my President Grant book. Hmm. <laughs> Almost the same. Almost the same. I think Grant would have been a fan of Zeppelin, but, you know, what are you going to do? All right. Um, uh, this segment right now is sponsored by Comcast Business Complete Connectivity. Uh, this segment, a couple of things. First of all, let me tell you the Twitter poll question of the day. Uh, which do you feel more? That the Eagles blew the Super Bowl? Or that the refs and league uh, stole the Super Bowl from the Eagles. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I actually think both are true. Um, which do you feel more, though, as we sit here today? Also, this segment, you know, there was a phone call yesterday, John, that was so outstanding to John and Ike's show. We're going to replay at least a portion of it because it went on for about five minutes. But um, our guy Chuck in Mount Airy, it just, he just like laid it out there. Lead it out there. Okay. And we'll, we'll get – so if, if anyone missed this call from yesterday, because, of course, you know, we got a, a lot of passionate callers as a radio station. Passion and intensity and love of Philadelphia sports, those are some of the hallmarks of what fosters this WIP thing. And, and Chuck from Mount Airy yesterday really, really let it fly. And it, it was a really interesting, good call, and we'll get to that shortly. Um, for those just tuning in, and I'll say this, um, I'm doing a lot worse today than I did yesterday. A lot worse. I was, um, and I knew it in the moment, unusually not freaked out yesterday, even though the Eagles had lost the Super Bowl the day before. And, and to the extent that I was, obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying yesterday was uh, easy for me. I, I, I did not enjoy it at all. But I'm, I'm enjoying today a lot less than yesterday. And, you know, yesterday my focus was on uh, the, the Eagles players blew it because I do believe they did. I, I do believe the Eagles blew a Super Bowl, which is an unbelievable statement. The Eagles blew a Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. But, you know, yesterday after our show, seeing stuff on social media, seeing articles around the Internet, uh, just thinking about everything that went down. And then today waking up, the thing that hit me more today is that the league robbed the Eagles and all of us as Philadelphia sports fans of a championship. I really believe that. And, and there's three th- primary things I point to. The Bradbury flag, which obviously we've talked a lot about. And, there, and by the way, three aspects of it. It was not enough of a hole to warrant a flag. It was the timing within the game, which I don't get too hung up on, but I think 
if you're going to go ticky-tack foul, don't do it then. And then there's the timing of when the flag actually was thrown, which was after the ball hit the ground and was an incomplete pass. I mean, that's and, and Mahomes is looking at the guy, yo, throw the flag, dude. Like, that's a trifecta of a disaster. So everything regarding the Bradbury flag completely jobbed the Eagles. So that's one of three things that for me stands out of why I say, you know, the refs slash league stole a Super Bowl from, from all of us. The second reason is, and this has not gotten enough attention, Devontae Smith caught the ball near the end of the first half. He caught it. And to the extent that you can say, well, I'm not exactly sure. Well, then you know because it was ruled a catch on the field, there's clearly not enough evidence to overturn it, to say definitively he did not catch the ball. And by the way, if you you haven't kind of like reassessed that moment, Eagles are up seven. This is near the end of the first half. If that completion goes through, as it should have, the Eagles would have, with 55 seconds left, a first and 10 at the 13-yard line. They are, in all likelihood, going in for a touchdown. And now you're going to have a 14-point halftime lead. So that was four points stricken from the record, in my opinion. And by the way, a reminder, four greater than three, Eagles lost the game by three. You're going to drive yourself crazy thinking about it like you're thinking about it. Well, it's just you're, how I feel. Saying, okay. Uh, and while I'm at it, let me just say the third thing is the third thing is the field. Okay. Which is just a debacle. Both and teams it, ended up having a play on. Impacted and the Eagles more because of their pass rush. Do better than it's what awful. they did. It's awful, John. The coaches needed to do better than what they did. I think when you boil this down, yes, there were circumstantial things that feel incredibly unfair, but we were the better team. We should have played better. We we did we play anywhere close to our best? No, game? that's a problem. Yes, that's the that's the biggest game of the season. The biggest game of every player on the field. That's the biggest game of their life, and they didn't they didn't play that way, they didn't coach that way, and when the when we were up, you know, coming back onto the field for the the start of the second half, no one no one could have predicted that that Chiefs offense would produce every time they touched the ball. All you had to do was stop them one time, and you win that game. And we didn't do that. They were incredibly efficient and effective, and a lot of that is whatever took place in that locker room at the half, the the Chiefs had a better idea of how to come out and, and win the game. And, look, we weren't good enough on that day, and that hurts, and that's always going to hurt. And I don't, I don't know how long till I'll have, like, the same zest for yeah. competition, but it, because it has put a, a, a dent in it. For it, me. it has, John. It's it, a, it's an no emotion. Question. It emotionally leaves us very flat. I mean, it's going to take me some time to be ready to move to the Sixers in a way where I don't want to say my heart's in it fully, but like, like yeah, fully. Like where yeah. I'm really like, yeah, let's rev it up again. All right, Sixers got a shot. Like, yeah, they're going to have a shot. They're, they're going to have a shot. But it's just it's it's um and James, I know you're dying. I mean, you've been dying for 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 all of these 38 hours. Just exactly what you're saying is how I felt since the end of the game. Like again, I I didn't want to talk yesterday. I like it. it I keep saying it. I feel it so strongly. It is the most pain I've ever felt from a sporting event in my life. In my life. Yeah, it's not that for me because I'll for still. Me, it is. Yeah, I'll still have Tampa O two over this and Joe Carter ninety three. I, I get it, and neither of those were as close to winning a championship as this was. I get it, but neither of those were. This is we were on the doorstep. We had oh, the championship yeah. in our hands, and it was it was taken out of our hands. Like I, I'm I'm still crushed, man. I, I feel the exact same way. Like I can't get excited about anything right now. It's really aggravating. I disagree with both you guys. Boy, John. When you say it was taken out of our hands, there there were plenty of opportunities to make plays so that it wasn't coming down to a play. You know, like you, you just you have to play better. You you have well, you to do. put you yourself do. in a position where those, you know, plays that go one way or the other decide the outcome of the game. We weren't good enough. Who's aggravated that Jonathan Gannon hasn't spoken since the game because he went right to a job interview? I would say everybody. Right? I mean, that's just one more thing I just want to sprinkle in there. And by the way, let's just lay this out there. In the event, because, John, you're right about what you said. Players need to play better. I I agree with you. 
in the event that he gets hired by Arizona, all the Eagles media people are going to fly to Arizona to ask questions about the Super Bowl at the Arizona Cardinals introductory coach press conference? Probably not. No. I mean, doesn't at some point – because like, it's a little weird. And, and you guys know I'm more pro-Gannon than, than a lot of people, including the two of you. I, I want Jonathan Gannon back as defense quarter. I think he did an outstanding job this year. And while I think he had a bad day, I don't think it was as bad a day as a lot of people think because there was all sorts of circumstances involved, including – a punt return to the, what was it, the five-yard line. You know, I mean, it, it, let's not exactly count that as a, you know, a touch a touchdown the defense gave up. The possession started at the frickin' five-yard line. And believe me when I tell you, frick is not the F word I want to say right there. I'm in a bad mood, man. Let's go to the phones. We're going to get to this audio, Chuck, from John. It, it is, it is. <laughs> it was a long phone call. We had to kind of just choose a portion because we don't want to have too long a phone call on our show, but we'll, we'll get to it shortly. Elliot will join us shortly as well. Scott and King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys. Um, everybody's, you know, down and, and feeling it. Um, Joe, there's so many things that go into the game. Um, I think you're you're a little hyper-focused over, over a few things that, you know, the, the – the sum of the game is all the the things that go into it. And we had so many opportunities to put that game away. Um, Reed really coached our coaches pants off in no the question. second half. No question. Uh, the, 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 the experience factor, the inexperience factor. I mean, Mahomes did legendary Mahomes things. I mean, let's be honest. If Mahomes was wearing an Eagles uniform and yep. somebody performed like this, it would go down in history. No question. Um, so we'll give them their due there. Now, as far as the ref and the flag and everything there, that flag should not have been thrown there. However, I'll say this, okay? Yes, it, I mean, technically it's holding and everything like that, but what that call did there it was not called earlier in the game, and that's why it shouldn't have been called there. Right. Um, that call not only took away uh, our chance to, you know, to, to tie the game, to win the game, it took away the NFL's um, opportunity for hurts and growth and that opportunity to have that experience to win a game. And well, and, and it just robbed it, Rob fans got, it, across the country. robbed everybody. Robbed everybody across yeah, the country of seeing what would have happened. Now, yeah. I, listen, I really want to. I really want to talk about the field, and I think that this is being overlooked. And I, John can talk about this a little bit, but a lot goes into getting the, the you know beforehand where you're observing the field, and both these coaches should have been doing walkthroughs, and the field was not playable. And I'll say that both coaches should have protested at that point. And this game should have been suspended the well, same way that, that, that a game was suspended years ago. Listen, I've seen high school fields that are in better condition than that field was. This is a billion-dollar corporation. There's no excuse. Yeah, but Scott, here, but Scott, here's the one problem with your line of thinking. Now, just you're a smart guy. Hear me out on this. If Nick Sirianni mm-hmm. pulls a Brian Billick, and I believe Brian Billick's exact line that was my team, will not play, and then he swept his hand across the field. My team will not play on this. If Sirianni does that, you know what the NFL says? Listen to me. Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Okay, (laughs) I'm not saying that it should have just been Sirianni. I'm telling you that Andy Reid and Sirianni should have gotten together the same way that the Bills coach got together when the when the player went down with the heart issue yeah. and said we can't do this. Well, Scott, this here's here, yeah. Look, here's the thing I'll say: it it, it wasn't going to come to that, and as bad as it was, it wasn't bad to that extent. I mean, let, let's not act like you couldn't have a football game. You could. It just so happened that a ton of dudes fell. I would like to know. I haven't seen a number. I would like to know when someone goes back and reviews the all twenty-two tape. How many different players slipped in that football game? I mean, you presumably have about 150 plays. You got 22 players each game. John, gut feeling. Over- it wasn't 150 plays. It was uh, well, short. Okay. I mean, they only ran 53. I think we had 72. Okay. Uh, Would you say over or under 40, 40 guys fell? I think it's under that. 
I don't know, man. Because <laughs> not because not man. everything is what we've seen on TV. I mean, there's other action happening. You know. Yeah, and I've been watching the the all twenty two. Wait, it's about twenty five or thirty. Forty guys. Think it's twenty five or thirty. Uh, I mean, it has to be about twenty five or thirty. I mean, it happened a lot. Happened a ton. Not 25 or 30 times. Look, I, I don't know the exact number. I mean, there was one I'm... play where both Eagles defensive ends went down. Both guys were coming around the edge. They both went down on the same thing. And and Patrick Mahomes completed a pass. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, good job, NFL. Hey, this segment right now is sponsored by Comcast Business Complete Connectivity. Help your business thrive and stay connected with the Comcast Business Complete Connectivity solution. One solution for wherever business takes you. Comcast Business, power and possibilities, restrictions apply. All right, let's listen to this phone call from yesterday because Chuck and Mount Airy is one of the great, really great WIP callers called John and Ike, and, and a portion of it at least is, is worth um, playing because his, his passion was on another level. Um, listen to this, we'll respond. This is, this is the kind of pain you can really only get from a sports standpoint within 20, on WIP within 24 hours of a Philadelphia sports team losing a championship. That is, in part, the Philly sports team's fault and, in part, the fault of refs. At least in the portion we're going to play, it focuses on Jonathan Gannon. Here's Chuck from Mount Airy yesterday. Uh, mm. This is probably the worst loss I've ever experienced as an Eagles fan. I just can't I, I can't fathom this right now. I really can't. And I, I'm calling up on the line today to get some type of counsel, man. I, I, for the life of me, I can one man – just take a Super Bowl from us. And even the man that paid on the opposite team or that coach on the opposite team, Jonathan Gannon, you (laughs) Damn you, Jonathan. Damn you, man. This wasn't a regular season game. This was a Super Bowl, man. And you say he played in a good defense for the first half, did they? Our defense was our time of possession. They never had the ball to do anything against us. Jonathan Gannon, are you kidding me, man? You had to come out better prepared than this. Man, I just can't. This is crazy, man. I mean, we should be celebrating right now. We're about 10 and a half. There's no way you sit up there and get scored on twice with the same play just married on the other side of the field. Like, what are you doing? How do you feel this morning, Jonathan? How do you feel getting out of bed? And Nick Sirianni, if you want to defend him, then you son of a you go oh. you can go in and stay in Arizona with him. I gotta tell you, man, this is the first time I'm I'm feeling like I might start crying over this loss. I didn't. I didn't cry over this loss, and I don't think I've cried over over a loss since the Sixers lost in 01. I don't think. But now I'm like, man. I told you yesterday, I came really close. It's since Joe Carter. I have not cried since Joe Carter. That was the last time I cried because of a loss. I've cried because of wins. Yep. The last time I cried because of a loss was Joe Carter. I like, I had to stop myself in the moment. It was when the flag was thrown. In that moment, as that's happening, and I knew we were losing the Super over. Bowl because of this, because yeah. of this moment, like I had to yeah. hold it back. I told Emily, I was like, I almost cried there. Yeah. Like, I almost cried. By the way, when, when, when it's interesting, when, when, um, Chuck right there said, you know, one man cost us the Super Bowl. When I first heard it, I actually thought he was talking about the referee. I thought he was going to go there, too. Yeah, I mean, because you could – it's kind of like p- pick which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great question, though. Jonathan Gannon, how are you feeling? Are you so wrapped up in everything else that's going on that, that this just gets sort of, like, brushed under the rug? Because it feels like that's going to happen. It feels like if he makes that move and gets hired by the Arizona Cardinals that this could just be – like dust in the wind. And there's no way that sits with any of us. Yeah. We need some sort of closure. Yeah, and we might not How do get, we get it. it. We I mean, I'll tell you who's in a spot. If he does get hired by Arizona, that Arizona public relations director. I mean, Philadelphia media members would fly there, right? I, I think. I think he's a Philly guy, actually. The, the guy, PR guy for the Cardinals, I think, is from Philly. I'm, I'm like 90% sure about that. I mean, this that. is one of those ones where maybe you even do the Eagles media first, and then the Philadelphia media first, and then you do a, a, a press conference. I mean, I'm serious because yeah, this is where like remember with Doug, we had the Doug thing, and he was trying to explain. And that wasn't our, you know, he right. was trying to explain the Andy thing. We're like, this is the weirdest thing we've ever heard. Well, and it's like, like the, the the when when Andy see, and this is where Andy lost some some. I love Andy Reid, but you know, he lost some connection to the city after Brian Dawkins was not retained, and the Eagles signed Stacey Andrews, and he's like, 
this is Stacey Andrews Day. That was bad for him. Andy, why isn't Brian Dawkins an Eagle? What were you guys thinking? This is Stacey Andrews Day. You know, like, let's go to Dave in Bordertown. Hi, Dave. What's going on, guys? Um, So I got a couple things. First and foremost, um, I work with Jonathan Gannon's cousin, and I can tell you right now, he is going to be named the head coach of the Cardinals either today or tomorrow. Um, I know for a fact I have a ping on my computer right now from his cousin. Um, But I think by the by the way, by the way, Dave, can I just say this? Go ahead. If I was Monica Lewinsky, I would not tell you a secret. Hey, <laughs> my Philly fan. I'm going to call you Linda Tripp. I'm going to call you Linda Tripp, Dave. You got a, you got evidence of a, of a dress? I mean, well, talk about not keeping a secret, but I right, go ahead. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the dish. I'm just saying, I, holy mac. I got to share. I got to share it with with my my you know other Philly fans. So, but um, by, by, by the way, someone out there is 20 years old. They're like, who's Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> I did not have. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes. so. The second, the second part. I, I think we're kind of doing a disservice if you if you just want to blame it on that one call, and if you want to blame it on the field because, you know, if you go back and you look at that game, the Tony TD, he is wide open. There's guys out yeah, of position. Yeah. The next drive for the Eagles, we go three and out, and it's that punt, and then right back Sky Moore, wide open, nobody even near him, blown assignment again. Um, I think something that hasn't really been brought up. And outside of Jake Elliott, Michael Clay should not have a job come next year. I agree. The I special agree. team I agree. has been garbage this whole season. And it, that punt return, that punt return is what killed us. Um, yeah, that, that's what I got for you guys. I got you, Dave. I got you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't put as much uh, no. priority on even like mentioning that as as part of a, the our downfall. But yeah, there's no question. They they got the ball on the five yard line, and that was uh, I don't even think it was intended to go to the right. I mean, it looked to me like that was supposed to be a left punt return. They yeah figured it out and adjusted because it, it was a great return by Tony. I'm not a huge Kadarius Tony fan, but he did a, did it was a, good a great job play on that play. Listen, John, you can make a case of the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't trade for him at the trade deadline. The Eagles might have won the Super Bowl. Well, how about the fact that uh, it was brought up that Dave Tobe talked about the – maybe it was on the, the TV yep. broadcast. Uh, Dave Tobe talked about the fact that there was never a punt return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and, hey, maybe that would change. You know, what did he see heading into this game that he knew he could take advantage of? That's once yeah. again, coaching, not being – up to their level right. of coaching. Tobe was here I know. when I was here. Tobe, Tobe was an assistant to John Harbaugh when I was here playing as an Eagle. He's been around for a long time, and he took advantage of us. Well, and, and yeah, I, spotlight on Sirianni with what he does with this uh, Michael Clay guy. Uh, two years in a row, they have not been stellar as a unit. Just because Jake Elliott's good at kicking field goals doesn't mean special. I mean, th- come on. The other stuff's the complicated stuff. Kicking the field goal, frankly, is is the pretty simple thing. Your kicker's either great, good, average, or below average. The Eagles happen to have a kicker. I, I think at this point it's probably considered great. No credit to special teams, dude, for that. Everything I mean, else. They, other, than, other than Ellie, have they made one great, good special teams play in two years? Like one? Think of one play. James, I would hire whoever Chip had. I don't remember that guy's name, but that guy was really. Uh, uh, oh, what's they were a machine. Uh, Dave Phipps. He's in. He's in Detroit now. I think. So he was the guy from Chip that stayed with Doug. Yep. Because in 2013 and 2014, the Eagles special teams were a machine. It's the best we've ever seen. In yeah, this I season. mean Brayman and Maragos and I don't know who all those dudes were. They were unbelievable. By the way, Maragos, for those that missed it, won his lawsuit. Forty-three and a half million dollars. Yeah. Which is an unusual number for a guy that didn't have that much career earnings left. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I don't know what went into it. He must have really proved that the doctors really messed up. Yeah. Because, John, be. if you win $43 million yeah. in a settlement, I mean, that's – I've an, never heard of a settlement that huge. Well, for especially for a player, player that's – he's not a $100 million quarterback. Right. I mean, I would assume you got to prove something about future career yeah, earnings. Future and earnings. Sure. Like, I, were his future earnings, you know, $3 million? Yeah, I mean, 3 to $6 million, depending if he could go for another two to four years. Yeah. I mean, that is an unusual – that is an unusual settlement. 
Nice guy, Chris Maragos, by the way. I mean, he's a really nice guy. He's a great guy. 215-592-9494. Uh, coming up, uh, in addition to all the phone calls, we'll talk to Elliot Shore Parks. He's been in the Eagles locker room the last hour or so. He'll give us a scoop on what the guys are saying. We'll also talk, uh, talk to Ross Tucker and, uh, and, and again, just, just uh, cry and grieve together. I don't know what else to say on 94 WIP. Hey, let me tell you about PI Dental Center. Um, well, let me start by saying this. They're awesome. <laughs> They're awesome at what they do. And let me tell you, if you have an issue with your teeth, they can help you. It's actually very simple. If you have an issue with your teeth, or if you know of, of a friend or a family member that has an issue with their teeth, I would strongly encourage you to get them or to get yourself to PI Dental Center. PIDentalCenter.com, just as a starting point to see all that they do, which includes the restoration and replacement of teeth. It basically includes just helping you if you have a big issue with your teeth. They are the originators of the teeth in a day, a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth on the same day as the implants are placed for dramatic transformations in one day. Dr. Glenn Wolfinger and Dr. Robert Slough, they're the best, and they can help you. And I know it because I've been there for a long time as a patient. Go to PIDentalCenter.com. That's PIDentalCenter.com to request a complimentary new patient evaluation. I mean, it's a great song, and it does kind of sound like how I feel. That's why I went with it. Kind of feel, the right feel to it, you know? Not happy. So explain to me the story of the song, though. The, it's the rising sun. Like, does that mean good things are about to happen instead of a setting sun? Because I, I will just be honest, the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles sun just set. wasn't rising. Good point. You're taking these Never songs way too about literally. That. I'm, I'm literally just playing. I know. I'm just, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Every song can't be like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> this, this is a pretty bad one, man. This, there, this is a worse day for me than yesterday because the loss, the magnitude of the loss, and the implications within the loss are all setting in for me in a, uh, in a more real way. All right, let's talk more Eagles with our next guest. He's done a wonderful job this season covering the Eagles, chronicling it for us uh, throughout. Uh, Elliot uh, is on the scene today down at the uh, Novacare Complex and joins us after the locker room. He just had good access to players. So, Elliot, tell us what you saw, what you heard, and let's just start with this. Number one thing that stood out to you the last couple hours, what is it? Yeah, so what stood out to me is I feel like a lot of times I hear on the station, you know, hosts say it, callers say it, that they want players to feel the way they feel about a loss, right? Even if they're not from this city, like they want players to feel that same pain. I'm telling you, man, I've been in 10 locker room clean-out days. I've never been in a place like that locker room I was just in. Players are sad. They're shocked. Uh, just the way they're talking is like, again, I've just I've never been around players that seem so genuinely upset about a loss. Like, I, I flew back from Phoenix uh, late last night, and the plane was filled with Eagles fans. And the players are acting exactly like those fans, just kind of walking, you know, motionless, like just – they're very, I think, upset about how that game played out. I appreciate that, and that's great intel, Elliot. Um, and it makes me happy as an Eagles fan. It does not surprise me. I would expect that's how they'd feel. But, you know, yeah. you don't want any nonsense where someone's like, all right, on to the golf course. Like, come on, you know. Um, no, yeah, I mean, they were they were very upset. I think, uh, you know, something that stood out was just, like, how close they felt they were. You know, like, yeah. I, I think that with how good they've been this year, how close that game was, the idea of losing – maybe never really crossed their mind. I, hear, I heard you say that it kind of set in today. Yep. I feel like that's kind of how it is there, too. I mean, they're cleaning out their locker. This is the last time they're going to have these same teammates, the last time they're going to have the same locker mates in some cases, right? So I think today, for the players, really set in the reality, like, they, they lost that game. Elliot, is there anything that was specifically said on a subject matter that's of note beyond mm-hmm. how they feel emotionally about the call against Bradbury, the call against Devontae Smith, who caught the ball, by the way. Uh, yeah. Something about the Jonathan Gannon thing, offensive frustration with defense. Anything that was noteworthy on any of those type of topics? Yeah, so Bradbury did talk. Um, I was with him for most of the time he was talking. I didn't hear him ask about that specific call. I mean, as you know, after the game, he said that he held. So, you know, I, I think that that's kind of what he's going to say on that. He did talk about free agency um, and said how much he liked it here, how – you know, he would like to be back, but he also, you know, said he's not going to play for cheap. So, you know, I think it's pretty clear, and, and rightfully so, he's going to test his market and see what he, what he can get out of there. Um, 
Jordan Mailata talked about like how proud he was of how Jalen played in that game and that he could show how he showed the world that, you know, he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not already is. Um, and then, I mean, really one of the more interesting quotes that I don't have it right in front of me, so I'm going to be paraphrasing this, but A.J. Brown said something to the effect about how, I mean, A.J. was like the most somber of them all, I will say. Like, I've been to every press conference of his this year. He's normally pretty jovial, laughing. Like, I was maybe two or three people back just because it was a crowded locker room, and I could barely hear him. Like, he was, like, head down, barely talking. Um, and he had a quote about how he felt when, when they kicked a field goal to go up 27 to 1, he felt that was kind of, it, to him at least, was where it really set in that they might, they might not win this game. So he was, uh, yeah, he was, you know, very upset. But those are probably the money quotes, I think, that, that kind of came out today. Elliot, when will we hear more from Nick Sirianni? And what about the possibility of hearing from Howie Roseman? Yeah, so I believe I believe both of them will talk later this week. Uh, I believe by league rules, one of them has to talk. So I know we'll hear from either Nick or Howie. My guess is you'll hear from both of them. Um, and, yeah, so I, I don't believe it'll be today. I mean, they've closed the locker room at this point. Uh, I think there's a chance maybe Jalen talks later. But, uh, yeah, I think as of now, like maybe Nick later in the week, maybe Howie. But they're doing exit interviews with players. And then, you know, everyone goes their separate ways and the Eagles start to – get ready for the offseason, and the players do do the same. So w- were you uh, around Miles Sanders at all today? So Miles walked in the locker room at one point um, and didn't speak. Uh, he said he was, you know, I think he said he was going to talk, but and ended up not speaking. Um, in terms of, like, other main guys, like Kelsey didn't talk today, Brandon Graham didn't talk today, Fletcher didn't talk today, uh, no Miles, as you just mentioned. Devontae, I don't believe, spoke. Uh, well, I'm positive, actually, he didn't speak. So, um, there were, you know, there were some people in there for sure, but a lot of the big, big name guys were were not in there. Elliot, was it a weak move that Jonathan Gannon did not speak publicly after the game Sunday night? So it's a, it's an interesting question because he does not speak after games. Like he hasn't done it all year, right? Neither of the coordinators speak. Like Steichen didn't speak, uh, and Gannon doesn't speak. Yep. And I think that I think that goes for a lot of teams around the league. I can't speak for all of them, but I think that's mostly the case. Now, this is the Super Bowl, right? And he's, he's potentially going to be a head coach. So, you know, I, my guess is, like, he knew he wasn't supposed to speak. Maybe, maybe the organization doesn't want him to speak. I don't know. But, yeah, look, I think if he would have stood in that locker room and made himself available, it certainly would have been a powerful move. So the word is that the Eagles are trying to convince him to stay. Do you think that's workable with the way we feel about Jonathan Gannon? Well, I'm happy you brought that up because I do think there's an interesting dynamic from Gannon's perspective of, like, how bad do you really want to come back? You know, I mean, outside yeah. of just the head coaching thing, like, it's a tense relationship. And I was, I was on uh, in a station in Arizona yesterday and, yesterday, and they were asking me about him, and they said, it seems like fans have a love-hate relationship with him. And I said, it's really mostly – Phone zapped out, but really I'll say what he said. Hate. hate is what Elliot – yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elliot, can you still hear us here right now, Elliot? Oh, we can't hear him. We'll, we'll we'll get him right on back. Now, his point right there, for sure, I mean, obviously right now it is more hate. He does bring up an interesting point, John, because it sounds like Gannon might be offered the Arizona gig, but there's also been talk that people have been dissuaded from one of taking the Arizona job because of Kyler Murray and that whole nonsense. So if you're Gannon, maybe we're thinking of saying no to Arizona – do you actually say yes to Arizona because, because you you're afraid to? Yeah, it's an interesting show your thing. Face here, yeah, Elliot, is that a fair read of that might be what's going on in his mind? Yeah, I mean, if I was Gannon, outside of just the guaranteed money, I would not take that Arizona job. Um, I, I don't think it's a good situation. The quarterback situation is is maybe one of the worst in the league. Uh, so I, I don't think it's an attractive job at all. I just think if you're Gannon, you know, like he'll come back because I don't know how much the public stuff gets to him. But it, it's clearly a no-win situation for him if he comes back. I mean, if the, if the quality that people want in a defensive coordinator is shuts down Patrick Mahomes, then, like, I have bad news for you. Like, anybody they get to replace Gannon is not going to check that box. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, Elliot, I'll tell you where I believe Gannon's been severely wronged by a lot of people who are acting like he's horrendous because I don't think he is. I'm not saying he had a good day. I'm not saying his defense had a good day. But of those first – half four possessions the Eagles only gave up seven points in the first half to Patrick Mahomes on four yeah. possessions and in the second half four, our offense had the ball for 22 minutes but Mahomes had it four but that's times because they were forcing three and out yeah he had it four times exactly <laughs> they were forcing him off the field correct yeah. and in the four second half possessions and I'm not saying it was good it was three touchdowns and a field goal but 
the third field touchdown because you it was didn't the, try to score a the, touchdown. The third the third touchdown was was obviously because of the fact the ball was put on the five yard line where the where the possession started after the ridiculous punt return. Right. And and to you know and then the the field goal at the end and yeah John I get your point they weren't trying to score a touchdown but the defense was off the field except the referee threw a flag it would have been a field goal either way but you would have had an extra minute and fifty seconds on the clock for Jalen Hurts to do something I, yeah, I think I, I think Gannon's getting unfairly dogged here to an extent look, I, I just think people need to reshape what they ask of defensive coordinators right like no defensive coordinator is going to win you a game against Patrick Mahomes I think it's a, in a coordinator you want somebody that is going to make sure the bad quarterbacks don't beat you and that is going to give you a chance against the good quarterbacks right and Oh, absolutely. But guess what? The special teams wasn't good enough, and as good as the offense was, they handed the other team seven points. So you could really look at that game and go, both defenses were bad, both offenses were awesome, one offense gave the team seven points. Like, that was kind of the difference. As great as Jalen was, he was better than Gannon was, but he did give the team seven points, and they lost by three. Right. So I, I just, you know, the, the team lost to a great team. Like it's, you know, I, I don't think it has to be this whole, you know, this person should be fired. They lost to a great team. Who's the new defensive coordinator going to be if Gannon goes? Uh, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah Elliot. Let, let's wrap this because the phone's starting to get a Sorry little, little crazy. That. I don't know why. It's yeah. all good, Elliot. Who's the defensive coordinator if, if Gannon's gone? Um, I think it'll probably be Denard Wilson, the the secondary coach uh, for the team right now. Players really respect him. I think he's probably close to getting a job. Some, like, he would be getting jobs elsewhere if it wasn't going to be here uh, soon. So I think they'll promote him from within. All right, and one more, Elliot. I, I'm just curious on the Lurie front. Did you have any access to Lurie after the game? And is, is there any chance, and I think the answer is no, that Jeffrey Lurie does what Ed Snyder would have done and say, you know what, proud of my team, but I can't sugarcoat it. We got wronged. It's not in Jeffrey Lurie's nature, right? But it's what you want to hear if you're a Philadelphia sports fan. How do you think Lurie handles it whenever he talks publicly? Yeah, so I didn't have access to him um, after the game. I do think, you know, he has enough clout within the league that I don't think he'll be afraid of, you know, angering Roger Goodell. I think I could picture him saying something like, you know, that they, they should have had a chance to tie that game uh, or to win it. You well, know, and the, the that and the field. Play. I mean, if I'm Lurie, yeah. I'm like, what? And listen, I know Lurie owns 132nd in the NFL, essentially. I get it. He's actually right. Roger Goodell's boss. But if I'm Lurie, I'm like, are you kidding me? You had and Hassan Reddick out to have to play on? Really? I, I, I agree. Now, look, he'll do that private, privately, I'd imagine. I do think there's a benefit to doing it publicly and kind of giving the fans what they want and feeling like their voice is heard. I'll say this about the field, too. I, I think the referee thing, like, I never get on the, on the referee costing them games. But I do think that field impacted the Eagles more than the Chiefs. The Eagles had mm-hmm. better perimeter players. They had better edge rushers. Like, those are the positions where it really matters. So, yes, both teams played on it. But I do think the Eagles were impacted more by that field than the Chiefs. I agree. Were. Elliot, wonderful work, man. Uh, we'll talk. Thanks, buddy. Yep, sounds good. Elliot really Short Parks. Ross Tucker will join us coming up shortly. Let's go to Chuck in Mount Area. We played his call from yesterday on the show earlier this hour. Chuck's with us right now. Hi, Chuck. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Hey, John. How's everything? Going. Uh, yeah, not so good, we're man. We're trying to manage it, Chuck. Well, I, I'm, I'm doing a little better today. I'm out of bed. So, you know, I'm, I had to get up and go to work. But, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's still stinging, you yeah. know. And I would say, you know, that, that call yesterday was just how I was feeling at the time, man. You know, uh, here's the thing. It's so – I feel so incomplete. This is why I, I, I called up yesterday and I was feeling the way I felt, man. I felt so incomplete. I didn't know where to go. You know, I still don't know where to go. Between the field, between the ref making that call, between our defensive coordinator, between losing Andy Reid, and Andy Reid hasn't won us a Super Bowl when he was – it was just a lot going on in my mind emotionally, and I was being torn between several different places, man. And I just – I still don't understand for the life of me why would we want to bring back that defensive coordinator? And I hear Elliot always making an excuse for the guy, and I like Elliot, but come on, dude. Like, I mean, what's the excuse Christmas Eve when he went up against Dak Prescott and, and, he, and, he, and he torched us? What's the excuse when he went up against Jared Goff in the beginning of the season and they put up 30-some points against us? 
I mean, I, you know, I, I, what's the excuse for uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers in the first half, you know, you know what I mean, of that game before he got hurt? I mean, every good quarterback we go against, I cannot trust Jonathan Gannon to come up with a game plan to beat these dudes. You got a defensive of, of scheme that, uh, that that's predicated upon getting after the quarterback. We understand that. But these players you have on the field are great players. You still couldn't do anything with them against Patrick Mahomes. Didn't have to stop him, but you could have at least neutralized him a little better than that in the second half. You didn't do it. Yeah, could have and should have. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. He should have done a better job. I don't think he's he as bad had, as you think, but he could have done a better job. Yo, he would have had six touchdowns had he had the ball more. We, the, we are, the, all now, for what it's worth, he, Mahomes only only had you know generated seven points in the first half on four possessions. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good job by the day. That's be, that, that wasn't the defense, man. Sure it was. That's, that's, that's the mirage. No, it wasn't. It was our offense. We we held the ball, time of possession. Yeah, but Chuck, that's not fair. Line. Four times Mahomes had the ball in the first half, and he scored seven points. That's pretty good. Yeah, he, scored, he scored seven points because what, what part of you understand it, Joe? He didn't have. We didn't. If you don't have the football, you can't score. You can't score. Well, you can score twenty eight, and he happened to score. So look, he should have scored ten. It is 10. really hard to sit on the sideline for whatever it was an hour, you know, between drives, the way it felt. In that first half for the Chiefs. I, I, I absolutely think that helped our cause. Hey, Chuck, let me say this to you, man. Um, your passion is what drives WIP. So hey, well, look, hey, keep the hey, calls Joe, coming, man. Joe, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Some people out there, they you know, they don't really like my passion, but I can care less. The thing about <laughs> it is I speak the truth, okay? And the truth is Jonathan Gannick, you know, like my man said, which was what Rocky said to my man at the, uh, you, you know, Rocky. You know, you love I do. Rocky, I do know Rocky, yeah. No, I know him personally, actually. You should have thought ahead. You should have. Thought, you should have. That's great line, Chuck. Stay well, man. All right, you, you got nice it. Joke. You know, take her to the zoo. I mean, maybe because you know, James. If he ever actually, John puts this, uh, we call it the drop board together. I'm going to start being able to fire things off from this. Oh room. yeah, the camera's going to have a drop board, dude. Look I'm going to be. I'm going to be a machine in the morning show at the drop board. I can't wait for you this. Know, get some facts. And come back and see me. Joe and technology, always a perfect Dude, match. all I got to do is hit a button. I mean, that I can. It's not even a button. I just got to touch the screen. It's, I believe in you, pal. I think I can handle that. I can also talk, handle talking to our next guest. Uh, and I'm not going to tell her, take her to the zoo. I'm not going to tell Ross Tucker to do that. But I will uh, welcome Ross Tucker to the show. Of course, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. And uh, he knows what we're talking about. We're talking about the Eagles. We're talking about the Super Bowl in a game that was uh, slipped through the Eagles' fingers. Good afternoon, Ross. What's up, guys? How are you? We're struggling a lot. I'm doing worse today than yesterday. Significantly, actually. Yeah, Russ, me too, actually. Interesting. Russ, let me ask you this question. Well, first, let's start with this. Why are you st- A two-part question. Why are you struggling more today than yesterday? And I'm sure your answer will be contained in this other question. We started the show talking about what's the number one thing you're thinking two days later? What is the answer for you? What's the number one thing on your mind? Um, well, I'm annoyed... I'm more annoyed today than I was yesterday because I, you know, the more I think about the holding call late and the field conditions, the footing, it just really annoys me. Like, we should not be talking about those things. I am perfectly happy and capable of saying Mahomes is awesome, the Chiefs were the better team, the Chiefs deserve to win. The Chiefs made the plays. And by the way, on some level, all of that is true. I mean, ultimately, you can't have a fumble return for a touchdown when you're in their territory, and you can't have a punt return basically return for a touchdown. The margin for error against Mahomes is really small. He might be the best guy that's ever done it. We'll see. I doubt he'll have the career Brady had. But in terms of actually playing the position, he might be the best guy we've seen do it. And you can't have those plays. I just can't believe when I'm seeing some of these stats. I don't know if you guys saw uh, the last one I, I just saw. But Ollie Collin does a really good job. He actually went through and charted every single play of the game. Okay? And <clears throat> the Eagles defense had a player slip on 38% of Mahomes dropbacks. At least one defender slipped. Five times it was multiple guys. The Chiefs had a guy slip on 14% of Hurts dropbacks. 
And on none of the plays was it more than one guy. And let me be very clear about this. It's the same for both teams. It's not the reason why the Eagles lost the game. It's just so annoying that it's even a thing. Like, it's just so annoying yes. that it's, it's a thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And then uh, the officiating at the end, and people, by the way, oh, dude, you're an Eagles homer now because you work for them. Actually, why don't you go back and look at my Twitter from February 8th, 2022? Because I hated when the officials let the Bengals and Rams play all game, and then they called that BS hold totally. on Bengals linebacker Logan Wilson on Cooper Cup that ended the game the Super Bowl last year. No question. What are you doing, Roger Goodell? What are we doing? Nobody wants to see a game-clinching, ticky-tack holding penalty. I'm just so – you don't call in the first half when Bradbury – really tugged on Schuster on a critical third down, by the way. And I thought, wow, I'm a little surprised they didn't call that, but okay, it's the Super Bowl, they're letting them play. Yeah. And that's fine. That's what they're taught to do. They tell the refs, let them play at the Super Bowl. And then late in the game, he barely touches them on a ball that wouldn't have been caught, and they throw it. Again, what I really hate about this, guys, is everything I'm saying right now sounds like sour grapes. Sounds like I'm whining that the Eagles – no, that's not why the Eagles lost. They didn't play well enough up front both sides of the ball, and they had those two critical plays. It's just so frustrating that those two things occurred. Like, I wanted to see what happened, okay? Did Hurts go down for a touchdown, Eagles win? Maybe. Does Hurts go down, they kick a field goal, we go to overtime? Like, I wanted to see what else would have happened in the game. Wow. Yeah, me too. Uh, I do think it's alarming that th- those numbers you threw out there, we slipped 38% of Mahomes' dropbacks, and they A only slipped more. 14% of the time. Why is that? Like, why were they better yeah. able to adjust to the conditions than our guys and, were? And put another way, Ross, is it a ding on Sirianni that, you know, he didn't have – you know, one of his guys, you know, aware of that earlier, changing the cleats earlier, pre before the kickoff. Put it, some inch long cleats on and sharpen them. Is he? Is he? Is, that. is that as an example of Sirianni not on top of the situation? I don't have an answer for why the Eagles slipped more than the Chiefs. I, other than perhaps, you know, they do have edge rushers in Sweat and Reddick yeah. who do try to bend the corner and run the hoop, as they call it. Yep more often and those guys both fell a lot a lot yeah. reddick and sweat correct we're going to i will say this and you guys know i always speak the truth i think Sirianni's fantastic I, I i'm actually a pretty big fan of gannon the reality is the eagles fell a lot more than the chiefs and goddard said yeah i changed my cleats at halftime well why are we waiting till halftime yeah, that's right. a whole other conversation totally but then guys let's be honest in the second half of that game the Eagles had a delay of game. The Eagles had to call a timeout to prevent a second delay of game. I don't think that happened to them all year. But it happened in the second half of the Super Bowl. On the flip side, the Eagles were powerless to stop the Chiefs' offense. So whatever adjustments were made, whatever happened at halftime, and even with the cleats, not a good look for the Eagles' I coaching agree. staff compared to the Chiefs' coaching staff. Um, and I'll give you one more. I think Gannon's a good D coordinator. I think he's done a heck of a job here. They were one of the top two defenses in the whole NFL. My frustration with the Super Bowl, guys, it can't be both. You, you can't let them run the ball all over you and right. throw it on you. Right. Like, pick one. If, if you're saying that that's you incredible. don't want Mahomes to throw on you and they can run the ball, that's fine. But if you're going to let them run it all over you, you can't also let them complete every pass. Yep. What are we doing? Why, Pick one. Pick why one is and it? stop one, please. Ross, why is it they were able to do that? That is not normal. That is not normal. Normally, uh, I'm guessing it's they looked at our personnel and took advantage of it. And, and a big part of that is all year long, we went with a base defense that was run-stopping, and it was a different front than the rest of the way we we ran our defense you know with the three four did they just do whatever whatever was the opposite of what we were planning to stop for the most part is it as simple as that 
They had uh, the Eagles had a lot of two deep safeties which is a read for we should run the ball. It's a light box. That was a big part of it. But then even, guys, when they threw the ball, the guys were open. I mean, look, look back at the game, okay? A lot of the catches the Eagles made, like those Goddard catches, yeah. Tight. the Devontae catch, yeah. the A.J. Brown touchdown, the coverage was there. And the Eagles players, receivers, made ridiculous plays. Credit, yep. to, by the way, to Hurts for the throw to Quez, the throws to Goddard. Totally. Amazing. Watch the Chiefs. It was like there wasn't an Eagle within three yards of them. It was a lot of zone. It was a lot of open receivers. I think they put our linebackers. You know how the Eagles with the RPOs a lot of times are able to put the other team's linebackers in a bind? Mm -hmm. You watch Edwards and Kaiser White. And here, Ross, hang, Ross, hang on one second, Ross. I want which. you to keep that thought. Ross's uh, system there just going a little out technology-wise. All right, we're, we're coming back with all the calls on all the topics. A lot more from Ross as well. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Pro and college hoops, hockey, MMA, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand, and it's safe and secure and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet player performances, too. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on player points, assists, and rebounds. And you can also check out the uh, basketball futures. Our center is plus 350 to win the MVP. Second best odds to the guy who's won it the last couple years. I think this will finally be the year. And our team is tied for the fifth best odds at plus 1,000 to win the whole shebang. Join me and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app. Start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.